Hello and welcome to the 161st installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined by our other host, Jordan. That's me, baby. That's Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, mm-hmm. where do we put this this show? What platforms are there? So, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Puppet, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and the RSS feed all linked below. Spotify and YouTube both have a video platform, and I've been more active on Instagram and TikTok posting shorts there, so you can find them there. And as always, you can contact us via email, synapsesfire at pm.me. Send your comments, your questions, concerns, death threats, and most importantly, little kitty big city stuff. Eventually, I'm going to stop saying that because the game's going to be out. We're going to play it. Yeah. It'll be done. I think Google Podcasts is also no more. It's not. It's part of YouTube Music now. Oh, I see. They, I see. they went. They merged So the they two. just merged the two. Yeah, into one platform. It made sense for, for up, I guess. upkeep. So, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, contact us. Instagram, TikTok. We're there. We there. We out there. We're there. Occasionally, you know. Sometimes. We hang out there sometimes. I'll just be sitting there. I'll just be sitting there watching the DMs. Just, just keep them watching like, them slide in. Keeping Dude, the peepers on. We had one DM in like the last three years. It's kind of sick, actually. Dude, it kind of goes hard. Going We're kind of popular. We kind of are. So we might be a little busy. Might take a little bit to reply. All right. Uh, yeah, just know that our inbox is constantly flooded. Dude, that guy who made that offer, Mark or whatever, he was like, yo, DM me back for $4 million. Yeah, yeah no. he was like, sell me the rights to your podcast for $48 billion uh, we him down, for, uh, for a Spotify exclusivity deal. Because um, we're much bigger much bigger than Joe Rogan. Yeah, we're here for the fans, though, so we turned it down. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so, Chris, failing podcast aside, what have you been up to? You know, last time... Uh, I spoke about uh, a, or I had spoken about, I think a couple of times, about a certification I needed to obtain. I do remember, yeah. Needed to get a Security Plus, CompTIA Security Plus certification, um, uh, you know, just for, for some professional development, you know. What does CompTIA stand for, <clears throat> by the way? No fucking idea. Um, the certification was worth it. CompTIA, I just know because it's the the label they put on the the implement they jam up your ass when they charge you five hundred dollars for the certification. Sick. Um, so I did this this certification test, and I I, I am certified now. I'm I'm a Security Plus certified professional now. Nice. So that's that's what had I had been working on, and I've just been kind of in limbo since. I've just been kind of working on this Security Plus thing, and then I got it, and then I did some uh, employment stuff, and then I was like, ah, man, I'm just gonna not do, just gonna not do Security Plus uh, or focus on anything serious for right now. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been doing some other stuff, some some gaming, but uh, we might we might talk about that a bit later. Yeah, you have a whole dedicated segmento. Towards that. Something like that. So so you got the thing. You got the certification. So that's good. And I thought you had said there was like subset certifications that follow that one. That like kind of have to go together. Oh, no, there's certain ones that I might have to get. Um, Gross. There's certain ones I might have to get in this new employment opportunity I have. Mm. So, but it's, it's certain ones that I'll have to get like within a specific time. Um, and they're like for operating systems and stuff. Uh, there are like, there are like upkeep tests you have to do like every three years <clears throat> you have to pay the money and then, uh, they go, here's some new material and you go, 
Sweet. Cool. And then you don't review it. And then, well, you have to review it. Ah, shit. So they, you go, here's 200 bucks. They go, all right, cool. Here's some new material. You look at it, you go, cool. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, you're good for another three years. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, I know. Chris doesn't want to talk about it, right? But his new job is IT director of the Snapsus Fire podcast. There's a pretty big opportunity for him, if I'm honest with you. Yep. Um, chief technology officer. Yeah. What, what, what are they paying you over there at that little podcast? Like, what, like $10 million a day? At least $28 billion a year. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, before a bonus. Of course, of course, yeah. Assuming no hacking occurs, major um, bonus. Well, see, here's the thing. Last time... I've actually rigged the network with a new innovative sort of technology where if it detects a foreign connection, one that's not supposed to be there, um, it sends a small militia, a small battalion of masked goons to that person's location and kills everyone in that location. Right. Led none other, of course, by friend of the show, Jason. He's the like, goon leader. He's, he's the king of the goons. Um, so that's what happens. Sometimes, sometimes there's false positives. Right, like that old woman who tried to get on her Wi-Fi yeah, network. Yeah, like the and, old yeah, lady, yeah. she accidentally tried to connect, and like her, her grandson, her daughter. Her dogs. Her dogs, her cats, her gerbils. Yep. All dead. Don't forget the local school that was butted up against her house. It that... was right, the missiles got that one on yeah. accident. It's, you know. AI's hard. Cost of doing business. Yeah. Cost of doing business. These things happen. Yeah. You it's know? unfortunate, but, you know, RIP granny. Yeah, you know, it sucks. <laughs> Learn to use Wi-Fi better. I don't know. Yeah, idiot. I've never accidentally maliciously connected to a government server. I've never accidentally done anything malicious ever. <laughs> the whole rest of the show is just silence <laughs> with that face. Just, <laughs> it's total silence, but... uh. That's good, though. I'm glad you ended up passing that. Did you, like, ace the test? You haven't really talked about it to me much. Do you ace it, or uh, do you just kind of squeak by? I did all right. I did, like, you need... So the range of passing is, like, slim. Really? So the, this is how the scores work. The minimum score you can get is 100. The just top score it. you can get is 900. Kind of like the SATs, but lower spectrum. But yeah. Why is there a minimum score that's not zero? I don't know. Right. Uh, you could get a 100 to a 900, and you need a 750 to pass, which is about 83%, which is crazy high for a certification test. Yeah. Usually it's 70% for a lot of them, or 75 if they're getting crazy. Ooh. Um, I had a 790, so I wanted to get, I wanted to get at least an 800, but it didn't work out. Yeah. But I did get a 790. Falling short, Chris. I did pass, so. That's what matters. You know, I think it's, I think you're one to know about falling short. Yeah, sometimes. Jordan, you know, yeah. you're a little short little guy. Little and you're not even Security Plus certified, so. Just a little goober, what can I say? Yeah, you I'm know, goofy I, goober. I, I'm going to keep, they just, apparently you get a card eventually, Ouch. but it takes like eight weeks to come in. I'm going to use it as a prop every time. Yeah. Like, pfft. Security plus certified. I'm gonna use it like a badge. Like yeah, a cop. You, yeah, you should go. You should go to the <laughs> store and be like, "Yeah, I'll take that bottle of whiskey." And then they pop up, just fucking flash the badge. What's this worth? Huh? <laughs> they just go, "Oh shit!" And they just give you the whole cabinet. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> <laughs> they just start scooping shit into the bag. Put the money from the register in the bag. Like, here you go, sir. All right, thanks. Pleasure doing business. You know, a little bit IT certified. What can I say? Like, you know, listen. I could, 
you know, I could run a little intrusion, a little penetration test on your network, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Chris is very good at penetrating. Believe me. (laughs) We're not beating the allegations, Jordan. No, yeah, it's not happening. Not if shit like that keeps happening. (laughs) A little bit of loose lips, man. You said it, not me. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Anyway. That's good, though. I'm glad you ended up passing that. It was good, because it was like $600. Goddamn. It was a lot of money, um, especially for, like... Because there are some things that are like... Hey, don't... um, Don't recreate this test, or, like, don't take exact questions and things that, like, we have on this test and then repeat them. Right. Um, or Or write them down or something. But there's nothing in there that's, like... Hey, don't talk about the exact material that's on this test or like the the actual content. Because what I found very lacking was stuff that showed you examples of what was actually going to be on the test. So, and a lot of things I read as well were like, um, it's a really hard certification test. Um, the que- The questions are kind of designed to trick you. Um, things like that. And it was, like, way fucking easier than that. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, a bit of a deducer. It, like, the the questions, the way they're laid out <clears throat> are way easier than, like, some of the practice test questions I did. Like, the questions that they actually ask you on the exam, they're like, here's a situation, what's going on here? Or, here's a situation, how do we stop this from happening in the future? Or... Uh, what part of this process is this? And then, like, it's all multiple choice. Yeah. It's really not that serious. You serious? Serious. Very serious. Yeah. That's good, though. Anything else you've been up to? Obviously, you get that. Um, I've just been, I've just been straight up gaming. I've been, I've been toying around in, in Premiere. Just been, just been like making little things, little edits, little goobers. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing serious. Just been, just toying around, throwing yeah. things together. Yeah. Let's put this in a timeline, and then let's do some weird shit. Yeah. Call it a day. Nothing productive, but um, understandable. You know. Understandable. Yeah, I um. That all you got? You have any final remarks? I don't, no, I don't think so. Segue into about me because I'm. So Fucking great. Get on with it then. <laughs> Any day now. We're all so, waiting. So aside from the gaming stuff, which we'll do a whole separate little section on, um, I just been existing, but uh, you know, I had a little bit of a startle the other day, Chris. A little bit of a startle. Really? Uh, my rough draft of my essay was due. Okay. Two startles, to be fair. I took a, I took a, some time off for Spider Man. Remember that? Took a trip. Brought Spidey with me. I do remember this. And. Uh, I just didn't do one of the assignments that was due that week. That happens. And then I checked it the next week, and I was like, wait a minute. That question doesn't look familiar. Fuck. So I answered it. Still got good credit for it, so that's aight. All right, so that was the first thought. I was like, damn, I missed an assignment. That shit sucks. Didn't, didn't end up really penalizing me at all. Um, and then my, my rough draft was due. The okay. day, The day that uh, Spider-Man came out. or No, the week after Spider-Man came out. So, right. So I, I did it while I was, uh, while I was there. And... Uh, did a little revision throughout the week. I like to sit on the assignments a little and be like, hmm, pontificate. You know, what, what am I going to feel tomorrow about this thing I wrote up? And then I might make a few tweets or whatever. Um, so I submitted it. And uh, a couple of days go by. I check the next week assignments. I see, ooh, a couple things are graded. And I just see rough draft essay number two, 40 
and I go, ooh. I went, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, no way, dude. Like, I, you'd have to be dog shit to get a 40. Especially with this teacher. Like, you'd ha- I'd have to go, this, and I feel like it this. Like, how do I get a 40, my guy? So I click on the comments, and they are overwhelmingly positive. Like, if I was a Steam review, that shit would say overwhelmingly positive, dude. She's right. like, this is fucking fantastic. Not to toot my own horn. She's like, this is fucking... Not to toot my own horn. I was, she was kind of <laughs> telling me how it was the best fucking essay she's ever read. She saw the face of God, and he was weeping <laughs> after reading this essay. It was the most beautiful piece of literature she's ever seen in her entire life. She also said my cock was huge. No, anyway. <laughs> I wrote about it in the essay. I also attached many pictures. I'm <laughs> fine. Hey, I did not check do this that. out. I did not do <laughs> that. The, the I just wrote a very pictures. basic essay. That's all I did. Right. No, she, she was just saying, like, this is fantastic. Your points are clear, concise. You back them. Here are the little edits I want you to make, because that's her big grading thing is the first draft, then she gives edits. That's, a, that's all she wants you to do. You don't have to fucking reinvent the wheel. Just include the edits in a nice way. Right, 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 right. Cool. So then I'm like, I'm reading that, and I'm going, why did I get a 40 then? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I back out of the menu, and I see that it says 40, and then in, like, 0.4 font, gray on a white screen, it says slash 40. Is it? It's 40 out of 40, because it's 40% uh, of the total essay grade. Do you use um, Blackboard? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's how they lay out their fucking grades. It's weird. So it's 40 out of 40, because the first draft is 40%, the final draft is 20%, and then the next 40% or whatever is the reflection you do at the end. I was like, bruh. So yeah, I ended up being like 100 technically on the first draft. You know, technically, I'm kind of a writer. I'm a bit of a fucking writer. Yeah, a lot of times when I did my essays in college, um, so I didn't do many of them. He's uh, not a writer. I did some essays. Like, I did little essays throughout, like, all four years. But, like, I only did serious writing in, like, freshman year, really. Because mm-hmm. I had that was the only time I really had English classes. So, but in the later, my later tenure... Of college, because um, I wasn't writing nearly as many essays, I would like kind of get half in the bag, have like two or three drinks, and then just a little buzz, and, just, and then I'm just like, you know what? Spell check might be working a little overtime here, but this is fucking fantastic writing. Right. Um, there are more than a few essays I wrote in a specifically like <laughs> in a specifically shitty tone. Yeah. Of like there was, um, there was one that I wrote like for my I took an intro to psych class in my last semester because I needed some elective. I'm like I'm just gonna take the lowest level class I can, so I just took intro to psych, and my final essay was supposed to be it was like a three to five page thing that was like, um, come up with a problem related to psychology and another topic and then explain how it's relevant to like psychology and relevant to like college students and things like that and i and i wrote an essay about how you know based on research that i found um people who are of lower socioeconomic status have worse mental health on average um and i just used it to i just wrote this in the fucking snarkiest shittiest tone imaginable I was like, ah, I'm just taking the piss here. What? Why not? Let's just fucking... I will say, the phrase taking the piss, only good British expression. It's yeah. a very British expression. That's great. Good on you for that one. Uh, but one just, W for the books. Yeah. 
you know, not in 1776. There was no dubs there, but except for us. America. Uh, <laughs> but I was just like, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be a, a snarky piece of shit in my in my essay. Even one of them, I wrote like, one of my sentences was like, um, and this is also seemingly a, a more pro, uh, like a more prevalent problem. A more common problem in countries that don't have a universal healthcare system. Semicolon. Curious. <laughs> I was like, I could put that there, right? That's yeah. funny. That works, yeah. <laughs> and, and I got like a 90 on that essay. I'm like, this is a shit essay. This is yeah. just bad. You're just talking shit the whole time. I'm just like, I did that a lot. You did a fucking diss track <laughs> in my, essay. In my like last few essays, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to address the p- point here, and then I'm going to, like, I'm just going to kind of rant like a madman for the rest of this essay, I think. Yeah. Um, you just, yeah, you just did a diss track in essay Because, form. like, I just, think, I just think it's a bit funny. Yeah. But, uh, you know, another thing I did unrelated to gaming real quick, and you, you know about this a little bit. Um, nope, I don't know anything. I, uh, I was on Facebook Marketplace, and we'll talk about this Nets part further in depth. I was looking... Um, not on Marketplace, rather. Sorry, I was on Facebook, and I was getting a lot of ads for the Quest 3 because I had shown a lot of interest in it. Right, right, right. And then this other little ad for Marketplace scrolls across saying, like, yo, it's a $4,000 Honda Fit in your area. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's a color I want. It's a five-speed. It's got pretty low mileage, decent price, brand-new clutch, looks good. So I'm I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. And uh, the day that I'm about to check it out, Giraffe Man happened to be in the office that day. Shout out. And he walked up, and I was like, yo, check out this Honda Fit. And he goes, do you want me to go with you? And I just looked at him, and I was like, why would I ever say no to that? Yeah, it's like um, it's like God descending upon you. And I was like, would you like a little gift? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, yeah, like, yes, please. If, if you have the time, if it's not an inconvenience, I would love for you to be there. And, uh, you know, for context, like we've talked about before, Giraffe Man is like a, just an excellent car guy for reasons I won't disclose. I mean, he was a tech, but I won't go any further yeah. than that. Like if I have, like, if I have a, a, if if it has an engine, he's gonna know about it. Yeah. And what's funny is like, it's one of those things where like there's a lot of people who can talk the talk, right? So like, Giraffe Man, I've never seen these credentials at work, right? He's just talked the talk. Right, you know? right, right, right. He's never, you know, I've never seen him blow apart a car other than the, you know, the master and sleep cylinder we did on his Miata. Mm. But I've never seen him blow it apart. So it's not like it's like, I don't have fact to back this up. You know what I'm saying? I right. just, I'm taking him at his word. Yo, he proved that he's fucking, he's, he's the, the guy. Because, and I'm not saying I didn't think he was before. I've always treated his word as like fucking gospel when it comes to cars, just because I've always trusted him because he shows that knowledge. But, you know, you never know. Well, we go to look at this fit. I hop in. He hops in. Let's see, hops in. We're sitting there. Start it up. A little bit of a slow turnover. He goes, ah, battery's probably weak. No big deal. We start testing all these things. And he's, and the great thing about Giraffe Man is he doesn't just do things. He tells you why. He goes, so we're going to do this with the blower because it could do this. Sets the blower. Oh, it's not doing that. Okay. Do this. Do that. Do this. Here's why. Here's that. Here's that. So we're checking all these things. And I'm just sitting there like, this car is fucking nice. Like, this is, this is great. And all of a sudden... It's like a dog where their ears perk up and they start sniffing. He just like, <laughs> he, he just he's seeking. Dude. He notices something. He's seeking. He's just all around the car like, just seeking, dude, like a fucking dog. And I'm like, what's this guy doing? Is he like having a stroke? All of a sudden, like a fucking homing missile, glove box rips open, manuals come out, manuals are wet. 
or like dried but were wet um and it's like just gross he goes there was water in this car at some point I'm, and, I, and i'm like okay and he's like all right he's like yeah. feel the carpets let's see if there's any water starts feeling the carpets he's like going all around for water and i'm like holy shit how did he how did he fucking scent that out like i don't get it and then he goes he goes pop the hood goes up front looks he goes alternators rusty this was this was parked near water it was definitely parked near water or it flooded at some point and he starts checking all these things he's like okay everything looks good here walking around meanwhile i walk up to the front right he's over here like pontificating about how how this engine bay was assembled and i go <laughs> vtech it says vtech on the oh dude oh. I, I literally i'm not even joking like that's not a high, that's not a joke i, I pointed away hey look vtech and he's like, hmm, yes, the alternator has a bit of rust from the east, so I'm guessing that the wind came in at at 30 knots. <laughs> I can just picture it. You're like, oh, yeah, VTech. And he goes, very good. And he just continues on his thing. <laughs> Pretty much. So then he goes, all right, let's go in the trunk. Pops the trunk, and he's like, sniffing around again. <laughs> he's, fucking, he's, he's seeking again. Pops the, the spare tire hatch. There's just a pool of water. He goes, yeah, there's water in here. Starts following it. He takes out of his phone. He's flashlighting around. He goes, okay, there's a stream of water coming from up here from the tail light. Pops open the tail light cover. Hmm, it's not coming from there. Basically, to keep it short, we then drive the car. Car's great. Drive's phenomenal. But he, he says to me after, like, all right, sit on it. Make a pros and cons list. Let's talk about it. Make a pros and cons list. He goes, what, do you, what would you need to do to make this car something you like? And I said, well, I'd want the paint a little touched up, so maybe get it wrapped. Um... And then, because it was very faded from being parked near saltwater, surprise, surprise, and having direct sunlight on it all the time, um, I'm like, yeah, probably wrapped, and then obviously fits the leak. So we start doing just rough estimates, and we're looking at, like, with the car purchase in mind, like, eight grand. And he goes, okay, let's go to this website, Car Gurus, Honda Fit, $8,000 price point. Boom, one ready-to-go manual, assuming it drives fine, but just looking at it, body-wise, everything's great. He goes, see? So... Are you going to buy the car to put Ford brand in it in the first year? Or So essentially, he just gives me the facts, and the thing about him is he won't tell you no. He just goes, you decide. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, not going to get it. He's going to inform your opinion. Yeah. But. And I, you know, I didn't end up pulling the trigger on it. Needless to say, the car is still sitting on the lot right down the street from here. And uh, It makes sense why yeah. I've, I drive by that lot pretty much daily, and I have seen that car there for like the last like eight months yeah i'm like why haven't that hasn't that fucking car sold yep like that's weird right and uh but i did see you talked about there's a mazda 3 right that was right next to it i did see that that looks pretty cool it does look nice but I, it's 5200 they want for i'm not gonna buy another car right now i'm just gonna just, just look just 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 I'm, take it on the chin you know just what it is exists continue saving and then if something happens then i'll look for a car but like that one kind of fell in my lap that's the only reason i was even looking at it i wasn't seeking out cars um and then that one came up as an ad and i was like oh perfect that car color price and manual and like low lower mileage not low but it was like 150 which ideally for a honda is really not that bad so and when we did look at it in fairness he said straight to me the leak aside i would tell you to buy that car right now because the service record fucking phenomenal like down to transmission fluid they had replaced that they kept up with that car and it had one owner for 140,000 miles and then the last 10,000 miles it had one more owner who ended up getting sick and can't drive stick anymore so we sold it back to the dealer so Mm. like it really had a great service history but it just had that leak and he was his point was like this could be a i need one tube of silicone or a new gasket and you're good or this could turn into electrical issues, fucking water damage. Yeah. You put your backpack in the back, and all of a sudden you're fucking steam deck and all that soaked. Like you don't know what's gonna happen with it. Yeah, right? that's that's a big fucking problem. So when it involves like, 
I don't know if there's electrical damage on this car. Like, that's a fucking hazard. Yeah. So then he tells me a story. He goes, I've had leads before where I spray a hose at the car. Comes into the taillight. I go, all right, cool. Replace the gasket. Good to go. But he, go, he told me a story of how him and a coworker, when he worked as a tech, um, their, their dealership had a car wash connected to it. And they had a car with a leak they couldn't find. They could not find the leak. So they actually ran it through the car wash for about four and a half hours. Just kept running it through the car wash over and over. Finally, the paint on this fucking car must have been down to bare metal so, afterwards. So finally, they find... Um, so what he did is like they had a option to just spray it with water. So they just ran it through that. For the uh, okay. They didn't do like soap and wax and all that. Because the hot wax and all that would get pretty fucking fucked up on there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just ran it, ran it, ran it. And he said what they finally found after four hours, like just about, they finally saw just the hint of a leak. What was happening is water was very, very slowly trickling into the base of uh, where the tire is, filling. And then once it filled, it would go over a hump into the bat seat. And that's where the carpet was getting wet from. It wasn't like an AC line or nothing. It huh. had to fill first. So they had to run it so many times that that little trickle was able to fill the entire fucking wheel housing. That's crazy. And then it filled up and ran down. So he was saying it could literally be that kind of situation with this car. Or it could be, oh, yeah, look, taillight's leaking. Boom, done. And he was like, it's up to you. And I was like, you know, I ain't hurting for a car, and I'm not looking to have to put Ford Rand into the thing in the first fucking year. So, no. <laughs> yeah, fair. So. There was, you know, I've had, I've had leaky cars. My Volkswagen leaked pretty bad, I think, if I remember right, because I, I I remember getting into that car one morning and it being humid in the car, but not humid outside. Oh, don't even get me started about fucking humidity, by the way. To finish this story, the, one of the things he noticed that just gobsmacked me was we put the defroster on in the front, and within like 10 minutes, he goes, hmm, back window's still foggy. I bet there's water back there. And that's what made him look. <laughs> that's what made him look. Because he goes, yeah, rear window is still foggy. I don't know why that would be. It's got to be because water. And then immediately finds the water in the the trunk. I'm like, Mm. bro. Guy's a fucking demon. My canyon had had leaks because the sunroof drain was clogged. Didn't the Hummer have something like that too? Yeah, so the sunroof drain was clogged on the Hummer too. Because it's a very common problem with that platform. um, Mm -hmm. Where it was actually, the line was replaced by the dealership that we got it at. Um, and they didn't route it properly, so it wasn't actually, we don't think it was actually draining, like, ever, out of the vehicle. It was, we're pretty sure it was just dumping water into the, like, footwell, and, like, into the inside of the dash, because there was a problem where when it would rain, the, the Hummer wouldn't start sometimes. Hmm. That was a common thing that happened. And then you would wait. For a little while, oh, um, you know, and it might start. But it only happened when it rained, which was odd. So my dad, what happened is he went through and he tried to trace that that uh, little um, hose. hose line there. And he's like, oh, that's fucking weird. He just punched a hole in the firewall. He's like, ah, fuck it. Why not? Mm. Put a hole through the firewall, siliconed up a new hose, ran it up to the the drain and guess what that problem doesn't happen anymore yeah very curious strange but uh that's all i got that's what i've been up to just existing chilling saving living and then i did i did do something else but it kind of ties into our gaming topic chris so do you want to take it away what kind of gaming have you been doing you seem very excited to talk about this gaming i was excited yes yes listen yes indeed um took my advice didn't you listen i feel as though 
I need to make some formal retractions about, you know, formal retractions of some unsavory remarks I've made about a particular video game. Yep. Um, so recently, um, Cyberpunk 2077, the 2.0 update came out and the DLC came out. Um, Jordan's been playing it and he was telling me how much better it is. I'm like, why not? You know, I finished up Starfield, which I don't think I talked about it on the podcast of me finishing the game. The ending of that game is so fucking underwhelming. Um, I was just mad about the, about the ending. Not that it's bad or doesn't make sense. It's just like, I just like, oh, well, that's fucking annoying. That's it? Yeah. Anyway. Um, point being, Cyberpunk. Um, having played it to completion in 2020, when that game came out, nearly three years ago, uh, that was a painful experience. And I've I've said some not very savory things about the video game since. Both have, yeah. Um, I There's a lot of claims I need to walk back. But first, I need to say, it is a fucking fantastic game. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good and very fun. <clears throat> um, I walk back some things. Uh, the voice acting for male V isn't as bad as I remember it being. Probably because you can actually listen and enjoy it now. Yeah. Like, I remember it being way more awkward. Um, and that doesn't really happen. I think it's pretty good now. In, in my experience now. That's not my experience. But, um, Johnny Silverhand isn't as much of an unlikable character as I remember him being. He's still kind of unlikable, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not like... Not like, oh, why the fuck did they add this character? You know, it's it's more like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Which I guess is kind of the point. And that is, yeah. That's he, the point. He, 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 he did a thermonuclear explosion in a highly populated area. I don't think he's meant to be a good guy. Yeah. He's a radical. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, but, um, I also am having a lot of fun being evil in that game. So you're a piece of shit. So I'm a piece of shit, just not as bad. I'm not a thermonuclear bomb piece of shit. I'm indiscriminately kill people with a shotgun kind of guy, you know? At least you're being nice and personal about it. Exactly. I get up close and personal with people. Yeah. I'm, you know, whatever happened to hello, how you doing? Yeah, you know who you're killing. Exactly. I look them in the eyes every time. Before their eyes are missed. Exactly. So I've been having a a fucking whale of a time with that game. I've uh, been doing cybernetics pretty heavy and uh, shotgun skills pretty heavy. So I have a double barrel shotgun right now with a mod on it plus skills that all increase the chance of obliteration, which is just dismemberment basically yeah um and i think it's either cyberware or the mod i have on the shotgun that increases the likelihood of the dismemberment the closer you are to the enemy so i run straight into combat the shotgun has a you can like charge it when you're firing from the hip so you i charge the shot to max and just turn people into mist in this fucking game, I walk through. I turn people into paste. There's uh, when you get the obliteration, it uh, 
pops up little yellow text next to the body and says obliteration. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've just been turning people into mush. And uh, my stance, I have no charisma, no intelligence, maxed out my my uh, maxed out my body stats, and like maxed out my technical ability stats because it gives you all the uh, stuff cyberware. to do additional cyberware. Yeah. Um, I just will say though, cyberware. I think this is part of the point. It is like a lot of times prohibitively expensive. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll get, I'll get like thirty grand, and I'll I'll like build up to like thirty grand by selling shit, and then I'll be like, all right, time to fucking get kitted out with cyberware, and I get like two pieces of yeah, like an eyeball. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay, I can get. Listen, if I ration, I can get these optics, which are eight grand. I can get some more armor, and that's ten grand, and I can get this thing that increases my shotgun skills, but that's twenty six grand. So I got to pick and choose here. So yeah. I, I've been kind of kind of uh, working on that, and I've just been working on shotgun skills, and I want to get into blunt weapons because there's a lot of blunt weapon skills in the body tree. Um, so I need a, I found a hammer recently. I haven't used it yet. Um, I have gorilla arms, yeah. so I've just been punching people. Um, that game's fun. There's like this samurai build I saw someone do that looked really cool. They just had a katana and then they had a bunch of the time stop abilities and the traversal abilities. So they would literally jump off a rooftop. They would stop time. They would jump, dash in the air behind someone, cut them in half, jump, dash across to another roof, cut this guy in half, and then re-engage time basically and they'd all just fall apart. <laughs> I was like, that looks kind of sick. Uh, Yeah, there's... And I will say the missions where you're like encouraged to go stealth i just fucking i walk in i waltz in yeah you know the like mission the, the 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 spoilers minor i guess the pan am mission where you have to rescue saul from the yeah the you're rival. supposed to sneak in you she's like you're gonna sneak in you're gonna be real quiet and i look up do you have to do this stealth and I was like, no, you don't have to. So I'm like, she says like one angry dialogue. Like, yeah, she's like, what the fuck? Wait, come on, you fucking loud bitch. And then you just eviscerate everyone. I walked in and soloed this entire gang of nomads with a shotgun. Keep in mind, that mission specifically is like 30 or 40 fucking nomads. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Like, I walked in and some of this stuff I was, I've been kind of underleveled for. Um, so, like, a lot of these guys had skulls over their heads. Which means they're like out of your level. They should range. clap your ass. Dude. And I just fucking solo all the. And I'm not even playing on like an easy. I'm not playing on like easy or the easiest. Diff, like I'm playing on just normal. Uh, so I just walk through and just start soloing people. Yep. So I'll, I'll walk in, blast like four guys away, suck up a health inhaler. <laughs> Brought a bit of a druggie too. <laughs> blast, like, I just start blasting people. Sometimes, occasionally, if I need range, I'll use an assault rifle. Sometimes, but it's rare. Yeah. It's rare that I use a, a, a rifle or any other sort of ranged weapon that doesn't turn people into dust. Makes sense. So There was one fight I did in that game. I don't remember what boss it was or like what mission it was, but I, I was getting my ass kicked, so I just kept popping inhalers. And I thought about it after. I'm like, this must be so fucking funny if this was like canon, because it's just me running around going... <laughs> <laughs> He's just hitting a fucking stim, dude. Just <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I guess behind cover. 
it makes sense in like uh if if you think about it that way in like Fallout where I would be in a combat situation, run to cover, pop like six stim packs and then walk away and then walk out of cover to shoot people. So I would walk so from an outside perspective, you're seeing a guy run into combat, get shot a few times, run out of combat, stick himself with like eight hypodermically large needles because they're like fucking huge. Yeah. So he just pulls them out of his fucking pocket, I guess, and just <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes back. <laughs> oh man. That's why it's always funny in that game. Like, it's it's just a gaming thing in general, but you'll see in the expansion, there's, like, a couple missions where you're, like, you're outnumbered, and V's like, oh, my fucking God, but you're just sitting there eviscerating everyone. Yeah. So it's, like, canon-wise, he's probably, like, behind cover, like, holy shit, but, like, in the game, you're just like, huh, all right, more cannon fodder, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, oh, more meat for the grinder, don't mind if I do. Fucking sausage I, links I have away. considered, I probably messed with this tonight, I, I've considered just turning the difficulty up, because I'm like... I need a little more challenge out of this yeah. game, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so you should. I was considering turning the... Because I, I watched a video recently. I'll recommend, I gotta recommend it. It's a video essay called Difficulty is Weird. You can listen to it. It's kind of like very listenable. Um, and it was just the person who made the video, he talked about how difficulty is weird. And that he went back to play The Witcher 3 on the highest difficulty. And he said it really immersed him in the experience. It made him feel like a witcher because now you have to prepare for the fight. Potions. You have to do mm. potions research. And, and research the beast and look at the bestiary and like uh, make oils for the blades and prepare what spells you're going to use. Yeah. Um, Instead of just going in and swinging. Yeah. And I kind of want that, a little bit more of that experience because mm. it forces you to interact with the world. Yeah. Like, you go to an alchemist, and you buy the shit, or you hunt down the shit in the forest, you forage for Right, it. right, right, right. It's like, well, I can, what I can do here is I can, and I, and in Cyberpunk, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, what I can do here is, like, I can use this weapon to do this, or I can use my somewhat limited hacking abilities to get that guy, turn off his eyeballs, blow away his, <laughs> blow away these other guys. Yeah, well, he's like, huh? Think of, yeah, think about the Witcher TV show, like, before most major fights in the show, Geralt would pop a swallow. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it gets him kind of in the zone, so to speak, right? So, yeah, that makes sense. That That's interesting. So, hmm. I'll uh, I'll have to, you know, get back to you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds interesting. I, um... Oh, you got for Cyberpunk? I think so. I, uh, I've been playing Alan Wake 2 a little bit. Not as much as I really wanted to, because it's just not... It just ain't clicking, like the first one. I think it's because it goes a lot more slow-paced action horror-y. Like Resident Evil, almost um, that it just it just isn't clicking, and I've already had a couple of frustrating encounters where the first boss fight of the game, right? They build this up to be like, "Holy fuck!" and then you get in the fight, and you're like, "All right, let's fucking do it." I'm this ready. Is sick. I have not got angrier at a game in a while <laughs> because here's what happens: is this guy has the ability to kind of like dash forward and like teleport to you. And what it'll do sometimes is he'll grab you by the neck and you have to break free. And that's fine. Regular game mechanic. Uh, his other ability is he'll, like, knock you down with his hammer. And then he goes in for a follow-up, right? 
And the whole point of the game is you can dash, like you can dodge. If you're on the ground, you do the same thing. It's like a scramble. So if you're like on your back and you hit dash back, you'll kind of scramble backwards really quick. Right. And like get up and start running. That mechanic is cool. Works great. Um, the problem with this game, and it's not really a problem. It's really cool actually, but it becomes a problem when they have you fighting in narrow corridors is that the hitbox is physically attached to your character. It's not based on the animation. So if you're against a wall in like Assassin's Creed and you dodge, that's it. You dodge. Even if the, right. the enemy physically hits you. Right. That's not the case with Alan Wake 2. So if you're going to have me fighting in a narrow forest, maybe make it so I don't clip on every fucking tree root possible. Fair. The amount of times I would get pushed up against the tree, like get knocked down, scramble back, they stand up against a tree and I'd go to dash left and the character would just go, but stay in place because I'm against the tree. And then I would just get fucking mollywopped with a hammer. I, I so, counted. I died eight times in that boss. So fight. is that all they have this way and this way? You can't go like, you can't roll backwards or you something? You can just kind of like, jump back. It's not like a uh, roll or anything. It's literally just like a, and like that. And then backwards. Or you can kind of dodge forward. That was like one of my favorite things to do in like The Witcher. Was like, I rolled around a shit ton in that game. Yeah. <laughs> I would just start rolling back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and like for something like The Witcher, it's not a huge deal. And I, I like the idea that my character is the hitbox. But the problem is when they have you literally fighting in a one lane tree like area, like a forest that's been morphed by this demon, to fucking be like a narrow corridor, and you literally can't dodge. So then I found out I think it was on purpose in a way, because that fight, all you gotta do is run. He literally just can't catch you if you run. Your character runs slow as shit, just like a and they, he just can't catch you. He literally just can't. So I would just like run, and then I would turn around and shoot him a couple times. And then the ammo is ridiculously limited. So I'd have to like run around, find a fucking chest, open it, hope he doesn't teleport and smack the shit out of me. And then if he did, I'd fall on the ground and go to dodge, and the character would stay in place and get smashed a, in the face. Find a chest, you get two bullets. Yeah, so like, it's definitely cool, and the dodge mechanic can feel super fucking satisfying because of how accurate the hitbox is, where like... I've dodged a fucking wolf lunging at me in that game by, like, a millimeter. Like, it's literally, like, the character puts their head down just at the right angle for the wolf to fly over their shoulder. And it's right, sick. right, right. But that's when I'm in a big field fighting these fucking wolves. Fair. Like, there's a whole point where you get surrounded, or your first introduction with the wolf, where you're, like, surrounded by a bunch of trees, and it keeps just looping. And, like, the animation for the wolf is really good, because they don't just run at you. They literally, like, stalk through the trees and try to emerge in front of you or, like, pop out. It's really well done. So I was literally sitting there like this with a flashlight and a pistol following it. And then it would come booking. It would go, like, it would faint the shit out of me. It would go like this around the back left of the tree. And then it would dash to the right around the other side and just charge me. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. And I'd dodge that's, and start firing. That's cool because that's, like, like a realistic scenario. Like, that could happen in, in real life. life. Like, that's... If I encountered a, a hostile wolf in yeah. the forest, that's what and I do. had a gun and a flashlight, that's what I would do. I'd follow it with yeah. the flashlight. And then it would try to dash out yeah. at you. And like, it's so that's cool. That's pretty cool. And I had such a sick encounter where like I did that, and I was like, oh, fuck, I lost it. Like, it went behind a bush, and I was like, I was like, oh, fuck. And all of a sudden, I heard, like, a growl, and I turned, and the fucking thing's running at me. Holy shit. And I hit the dodge button, and the character, like, just kind of ducks down real quick, and the fucking wolf sails wide, and I'm like, bang, 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 and it booked it into the trees. And then it went back around, and I'm like, this is fucking sick. But then that first boss fight that's hyped up to be, like, the first real boss, like, badass you fight, they try to do the same thing where he's just like, think of um, Jack Baker. Is that his last name from Resident Evil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's just stalking after you. Yep. It's like that, but imagine if every time you tried to dodge him, 
he just like clipped through and fucking hit you anyway. Like hmm. it's got the same energy where he's stalking you through the house and you go and close the door and then he busts the door open. Like it's the same energy as that, but you just get stuck on everything. Every tree root. You just get stuck on you get stuck on every fucking box and you just get destroyed. <laughs> so answer me this. Is it the same kind of like story beats as the first one? Where it's like you gotta go through like the narrative of the book kind of Yes, but what's cool about the game is you're making the narrative as you go. So you you play as two characters, a detective and Alan Wake. And when you're as the detective, you're piecing together clues on a case file board. And you're putting together clues and saying, okay, this means this. Right. So now I have to interrogate this person. And you get more clues. And But when you're Alan Wake, you'll get to like a dead end. And he'll go, oh, fuck, I need to rewrite the story. And then you find elements for inspiration. So, oh, like, you find, like, okay. a dismembered... So, depending on how, what you find, it shapes kind of the narrative yeah. going it, forward. I think it's relatively linear, but it's more to make you feel like you're doing something. Sure, so for sure, example, sure, sure. there's a whole subway section where you get to, like, a derailed train, and he's like, oh, shit, how am I supposed to pass this? So then you go down another corridor, and you find, like, a book that's a cult that follows Alan Wake. And they're like, he's our prophet god. He goes, what if I introduce a cult to the story? Then you go into his mind, you pin the cult up, and the world starts flashing and then changes around you. And now it'll be like, okay, this area that was just a subway is now in this story, it's a cult base. So now it's set up differently. So there's a corridor you can get down. And it totally changes the world around you instantaneous. Bro, why can't Alan Wake just be like, and then Alan Wake became immortal and then killed all the bad guys and he won the day, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Right. right? Um, but that's what a lot of it is, is like you're just walking around and you're like, hmm, what could I do here? Um... I'm going to write into the story that there's a missing detective who's searching for something. And then you do that, and then you find out that the detective got keys to a door and opens the door, so now the door's open for you instead of being locked. Like, it's right. shit like that. okay. So it's pretty cool, and I've heard, I'm only probably three, four hours into the game, I've heard it gets more difficult as it goes on where you have to really think about it. Because thus far, it's been pretty handholdy of, like, Alan will literally go, what if I introduce the cult to this scene? And then you go into his mind and introduce the cult. But I heard as it goes on, you get, like, a lot more things you can introduce. Like, it'll have a whole strip of, like, cults or this And they or have, that. like, their own kind of consequences. And you got to piece the right one together in gotcha. order for, like, the way to be clear. Um, That's pretty cool. So it's super neat. Game actually runs way better than they promised. So they did do what everyone I've heard it said. looks fantastic. I haven't seen any gameplay. Dude, but... someone hit the fucking nail on the head on Reddit. They said, the game suffers from only one thing and one thing only. Animations. If this had perfect animation somehow, like if it looked like a human moving 100% perfect and seamlessly, this would look like a fucking movie. Even mm. on what I'm playing it on, which is like low medium, or like low medium and a little bit of high, it looks ridiculous. That's crazy. Literally the only thing that would tell you like, oh, this isn't a movie, is like if a character walks by something and their jacket clips through the wall or some shit like that. Like... It's fucking crazy how good the game looks. It's so good. Even on a 2070, like, I saw someone on Reddit post a video of it 4K 60 with all math settings and path tracing with a 4090, and it was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, this is ridiculous. Hmm. Like, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a cool game, and I hope to play more of it, but... Nice. But, uh... Nice. I, I was going to talk about the Quest 3. I got a Quest 3. That's just kind of the short and sweet of it, but uh, we have another subject to get to. Yes. We, uh... We gotta talk about something important. Some would say a pop culture phenomenon. Definitely a phenomenon, all right. Um, all right. Let's take you back. Set the scene first. <clears throat> In the year 2015, a little-known video game came out um, called about a little bear 
called Aww. Five Nights at Freddy's. Is Freddy the Bear? Freddy's the Bear. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, almost 10 years later, here we are. They've released a movie of Five Nights at Freddy's. So now, eight like eight or ten games, 38 comic series. So many know, plushies. So many fucking products later. Movie. And, you know, we had to see it, obviously. Of course. Um, it was one of the movies ever. I think I liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I thought it was fantastic in an ironic sense. Yeah. I thought it was great. I had a great time watching that movie. Agreed. Uh, I think if you go in as... I feel like uh, I feel like if you go in how most people are walking into this movie, you're going to have a fucking great time. Yeah. You know, it's there there's a lot of scenes that I'm like this is fucking ridiculous. This is so fucking funny. Every time they showed the animatronics, I laughed because they always looked so stupid. Cool. <laughs> I was just like the scene where where uh um, what is the little sister's name? I forget Abby? her name. Okay. Abby? Yeah, oh, that Abby. sounds right. She's like fucking around with the animatronics and, and and Michael's like, hey, what are you doing? And Freddy Fazbear's just mean mugging him, he's dude. Like, he's like this. His eyebrows start to squint. He's like, dude, what he's, you like say? he's like mean mugging him, bro. It's yeah. so fucking and, funny. And he's sizing him up, too. He's like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, basically, here's what happens in the movie. This is a, a quick summary, so if you don't want spoilers, um, don't listen. Um, plug your ears. <clears throat> uh, this guy, uh, Michael, he's a security guard uh, at a mall. Thinks he's watching a person, a little kid get kidnapped. Turns out it was the kid's dad. Beats the shit out of the guy. For pretty much no reason. He could have just been like, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. You know, he could have just used his words. Mm-hmm. Beats the shit out of this guy. Doesn't go to jail. Um, but, you know, doesn't have a job anymore. So he goes to a, a recruiter uh, who's played by Matthew Lillard. Um, Shaggy. And the recruiter's like, I do have this one job. But you got to work nights. And, uh, you know... Five of them specifically. He does not mention the five nights part, but anyway. So he's like, he's thinking, he's mulling it over. He's like, you know, all right, whatever. I got to take this fucking job because his, his, his little sister's going to get taken away from him, right, basically. Yeah, because she, the aunt wants custody, but he also wants custody. Uh, and she wants to remain in custody of, of Michael. And uh, so, so Michael's like, I got to get this job. I gotta get this job going, cause I have to prove that I'm a responsible adult, you know. So he goes and he takes this security job, and he's watching, he's watching the cameras. He's got a bunch of sleep issues. He has a recurring dream about his brother being stolen, which is also why he beat that guy up. Yeah, PTSD. Um, so he is like, you know what? Nothing's fucking going on here. I'm gonna get some shut eye. He's sleeping. Uh, he has this recurring dream now that he's at the f- five the Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. He has this recurring dream about <clears throat> little children um, being involved in the the kidnapping of the the his brother. And um, all in all, shit starts to get weird. Um, the animatronics get a bit quirky. It happens. 
Um, there's some shitty jump scares. Uh, someone gets chopped in half by Freddy Fazbear. Yeah, the 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 lady that babysits for him. Uh, she, her dying is important. For yeah, uh, her like her fucking crew are fucking up the Freddy Fazbear's pizza um, to try to make uh, Mike look bad. Um, but they do it when he's off the clock. So how is he liable for that anyway? Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Point being. They fuck up this place, but the animatronics don't take too kindly to this. Uh, and, and she gets chomped in half by Freddy Fazbear. Um, the theater went fucking wild for that one. It was good um, one. Uh, Matt Pat is in the movie. He makes a 10-second cameo, which the theater also went fucking wild for. He's a waiter. Um, yep, he's, he's there. Bro pulls up like he's got a theory. <coughs> Arguably some um, of the best acting in the movie, by the way. He did good. Uh, <laughs> His line delivery was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, um, at the end, there's the, there's the lady cop, Vanessa, and she shows up and she's like, kind of, kind of hinting that something's, something went down at this, this establishment. And she's kind of leading on, like she knows more and doesn't want to say anything. And then ultimately, ultimately... This leads to, to Abby, the little sister, being in mortal danger because uh, she didn't say anything. Um, and it turns out William Afton, her dad, Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard, the recruiter, is the bad guy who killed the kids and put them in the animatronics and whatever. Um, and, and this makes a little more sense if you know the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. I don't know a ton of it, but I know a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, like, a little bit about it, you'll know more about what I'm trying to get at here. But basically, he shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna kill you all now. And, because uh, Mike's trying to rescue Abby, and Vanessa's there too, but then fucking, uh, William Afton shows up in the, in the Springtrap suit, and, uh, then he gets shot. Yeah. Um... And then the spring locks fail and, and kill him, basically. Um, yeah. And then at the end, at the end, Mike and Vanessa are just friends again, you know? She doesn't know it because she's in a coma. Oh, you know, she gets stabbed. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But he wants to be friends. But yeah, like, hey, girl. They, like, you're just you're going to, listen, you're just going to be friends after that? Yeah. It's not even like she tried to warn you in a specific way. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is dangerous. This is a dangerous establishment. You shouldn't bring a child here. Yeah. Um, but then proceeds to not explain why. Yeah. Is being not very specific about any of this information, which leads to, you know, uh, uh, this child being put into mortal danger. Well, and Mike almost being put into a suit by the kids. Yeah, yeah. When and he gets his shit rough. Exactly. So, you know, I, per- me personally, just because she pulled through at the end, Kind of, um, I wouldn't. I would not be friends with this individual. Yeah, I would not be like if Jordan. If if Jordan, um, saw, let's see, if Jordan knew about a masked gunman that was gonna come into my house and shoot me in the head, and then was like, you should go to Five Guys at five p.m. Yeah, you were like, hey, something bad might happen. I got a bad feeling about today, and then just walked away. And then I got shot in the head. And your dad and everyone, yeah. Everyone in my house Chunk. died, right? 
you know, even Chunk got ripped in half, you know, things like that. If he rip, he was ripped in half, he would be like a normal cat size. But then I showed up to stop the gunman. But then you showed up, shot the gunman. But he shot me too. And then sometimes, I, uh, somehow I sucked my brains back in. And I was like, Jordan, you, you tried to warn me about this. We should be friends. <laughs> I, I, personally, that wouldn't happen. I'd be like, what the fuck? Dude, you knew this was going to happen. You Why pull, didn't you say anything? You'd pull the plug, honestly. <laughs> like, in my coma. Yeah, Jordan's in a coma. It's like, bro, you knew this was going to happen. What's wrong with... I'd beat you to death I just in didn't the want coma. to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll equip real-life gorilla arms and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, so... Like, that's, that's such a fucking annoying plot point. It's like how they're just friends at the or want to be friends at the end. Even though she actively sa- uh, put them it. both in danger by not saying anything. Use your fucking words. Yeah. I what, hate that. What, I hate that plot point. What does he say at the end? He's like, find me when you wake up. Yeah, some, <laughs> some stupid shit like that. So that's a bit weird. That was annoying. It's a bit cliche. And you know what's even more annoying than that? Mm. In the trailer... They have this like loud orchestral version of like the classic song that's in the game. You know the one. And they don't use it in the fucking movie. Perform it, Chris. The yeah. they, But they, they have a loud like orchestral version of that in the trailer and they don't use it in the movie. Ever. Ever. Not once. Not a single note of that is uttered in the movie. Wait, well, wasn't there one weird thing you said you pointed out where it, like, popped in for, like, a frame? There uh, was, like, something. It was like, and then it stopped. Yeah, there was, like, there was, I think there was, like, a little rendition of it in, like, low in the mix. Yeah. Somewhere in the movie that was, like, ding, 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 ding. But it was like so low in the mix that I was like, maybe I just hallucinated. I don't know. You just wanted that, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, it was real low in the mix. Maybe it would have been more noticeable in the mix, but I'm pretty sure there was some kind of chicanery going on at the theater next door. Yeah. I think it might have been, must have been like the Taylor Swift thing going on. I'd be on. screaming. I'd be shirtless screaming. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like just bass leaking through yeah. the uh, the walls. Because I was like, at first I didn't realize it because I've never been in a theater that wasn't like, that I've noticed huge interference from a theater next door at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, who did the fucking sound design on this movie? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> I was, oh, it's the fucking theater next door. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just turn it down. Just a couple of notches. Yeah. I'm trying to enjoy a cinematic masterpiece in here. Five Nights at Freddy's, man. Not Five um, Nights at Taylor's. Yeah, so they got to fuck around for five nights. The movie takes place over the five nights. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of like useless shit in the plot that's put in. Um, yeah, a little bit of filler. Yeah, they could have sure. done a tight maybe 88 minutes, but the movie's like two and, hour, two and a half hours long or something. Yeah. It's like two hours ten or something, and like probably 40 minutes could have been cut out of that movie. Yeah. But, um, um, speaking of the theater, Chris. It's, uh, uh, hang on. I have another point to make. Hang on. All right. <laughs> There's a section of the movie where they're all, all the animatronics and Abby, they're all building this dumbass fucking box fort in the pizzeria. And that was an hour and a half into the movie. Like, it was, it was, was it? it was like 9.30 we showed up to see this movie. This was like 11.15. I checked my phone. And I go, 
Jordan, we're an hour and a half into this movie. We got to advance this plot sometime soon. Ah, dude, the fort. Um, so yeah, there were just just a lot of fucking around. The fort doesn't stay either. I just realized that it's like gone after that. They, you know, they snap it out of existence. <laughs> fucking Thanos, it, it. Yeah. I just realized that. Um, but yeah, that, there's just a lot of fucking around in that movie that doesn't need to be there. Um, I will say, speed of fucking around. We were. Fu- huh? uh, we had a pretty, like, raucous theater. Like, it wasn't. It, like, a lot of kids. A lot of Teens. people making noise and talking and things like that, which is, like, fine, because I also was fairly disruptive in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of laughing, a lot of pointing, a lot of. Uh, like when, when the 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 babysitter bitch gets chomped in half, at least ten people, including me, uh, went. Was that the bite of eighty seven in the theater out loud? Um, there was a lot of like a lot of fucking horror, 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 like just in the theater. Yeah. But it was like a generally tame experience from what I've heard. Trouble is a boobers. problem. Um, you know. I've heard other experiences of people in their theaters with people screaming and and just screaming, talking out loud, yelling at the fucking screen. Uh, I heard one person who said that their their theater their theater was incomprehensible for like ten minutes after the Matt Pat scene happened. Uh a lot of fist fights. Yeah, the people were fighting each other in this movie. Do you know how much, how fucking surreal it is to see the Five Nights at Freddy's credits rolling with that dumbass fan-made song and just people walloping each other, just beating the shit with out of each other. flashlights on, by the way. Flashlights on. People are just, they're swinging their fists and in the background, it's just the fucking Five Nights at Freddy's and the credits are rolling. <laughs> like, like, dude, what could have been that important at Five Nights at Freddy's that a fight had to occur, a physical fight? Never, never has... Something happened at a movie theater that made me want to fight someone. I mean, if they spoiled Freddy was in it for me, I would have done the same. Like, <laughs> Jordan, do you know Freddy Fazbear's going to be in this movie? And I just uppercut you instantly. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? I thought Freddy was supposed to be a reveal. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's, but I thought it was supposed to be like kind of a subtle title. You didn't tell me he was supposed to be in the movie. The fuck do you mean he owns the fucking pizzeria? <laughs> there were uh, apparently in a lot of theaters there were people screaming at the top of their lungs at every jump scare, uh, which the jump scares were so bad. By the way, there's only one that got me. There I think was, it was the locker one. The I think that's the very first one that yeah. happens in the movie. That one like it su- surprised me, but I didn't jump. Yeah, it surprised me, but I was still like this the whole time. <laughs> I think I was looking to the side, and then the sound played, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Because I've gotten pretty good at predicting when jump scares are going to happen in general. Um, but sometimes they still get me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even sometimes when I'm like, oh, a jump scare is about to happen. Watch, it's going to happen. And then it happens, and I'll still jump. That happens on occasion. Right. Um, but yeah, I didn't jump at a single one of the scares in this movie. I think they kind of toned it way down because they knew the audience 
Yeah. It was PG-13. Uh, they knew the audience probably wasn't even going to make the PG-13 uh, category. PG-7. Like, that movie should have been... <laughs> if they had maybe a little bit bigger of a budget and the movie had the liberty to be rated R, I think it could have been a lot better. I was thinking that, too, after. I don't think I talked to you about that, but I thought that same thing. I was like, if this was rated R, this could have been really cool, actually. Yeah. Like, like if it showed them ripping someone apart, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of fucking neat. Because um, it, it is, like, on its face. If you strip away a lot of the, like, weird, nonsensical parts of the lore, I think it's an interesting story, as, you know, on its face. And concept, yeah. And concept. So, like, you could, you could have absolutely made a terrifying... Like... <clears throat> For instance, look at the Five Nights at Freddy's, um, the tapes, their fan-made tapes that people have made. Uh, one creator, I don't remember their name, has made. And they're, like, fantastic. And they explore the lore in a, in a really interesting way. Hmm. Um, and they just don't translate that shit very well to, to the screen. Yeah. Um, I think that's a larger thing... A larger phenomenon as a whole, though, is that horror that makes sense on the internet doesn't translate very well to to the motion picture screen because I think they're trying to make they're trying to cast too wide of a net. Number one, and number two, um, all the people who are providing the money for these movies are like a thousand years old, so they don't know what a internet is. <laughs> they're like, what's a what what is a YouTube? What is this? And then they see like kind of a, a slower paced, a slower paced horror series with no real jump scares, but it just creates a really intense atmosphere of dread. And they're like, this isn't scary. I need it to go every two seconds or else it's not going to be scary. If I don't have a guy walking down a silent corridor followed by a Coming from nothing, by the way. It's going to be completely non-diegetic sound. I'm just going to add in a fucking sting for no reason. Uh, I can't. I don't think it's going to be scary if we don't do that. Like, listen, just let the fucking people cook for yeah. a while, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think the only real um, instance of this genre of online horror working on a feature film has been Skinema uh, uh, Rink. And even that was, like, kind of controversial. And I don't think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I do really like the movie. Um, I like the atmosphere that it creates. It's a very unnerving movie. But I see why it doesn't have as wide of an appeal as uh, people might have had thought. That it would. Yeah. Uh, that it would. Um, so maybe that's part of it. Like, it just doesn't cast as wide of a net as I think it will. Right. Um, because, sure, things like analog and digital horror are very common and popular on the internet. But at the end of the day, who's watching these things? You know, like people right. like me. And will I go to a theater for one of these things? Maybe. I'll think yeah, about it. Perhaps. But, like, what happens when a, a 60 year old grandpa is going into the theater? Oh, watch the scary pictures today. What the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Yeah. I think they had a potential to make a fantastic movie, and they made, like, a like a 4 out of 10. Like, I'd watch it again. Yeah, it was a good time. I'd watch it again. I thought it was a fun time. 
I guess. I enjoyed, I've taught, I said it in the theater, I enjoyed the brother and sister, Mike and Abby. Like, I liked their dynamic. It was pretty cool. I liked the the way the whole dream thing worked, where that he was, was going into the dreams, and he was sure. trying to get, like, a step closer each time. And it, it was kind of interesting. A neat little concept. Um, and then the kids, like, making an appearance in the dream was interesting. And I'll always watch any movie where Matthew Lillard at least gets some fucking screen time. Uh, I love the him. connection between the dreams and the little sister's drawings were pretty good, I guess. Yeah, that was interesting. pretty interesting. The way she drew a new picture at the end to turn the animatronics against the, yeah, the bunny yeah. was a that little was, strange. That was but fucking lame as shit. But. It's like, Abby, your pictures influenced them. So she drew like the bunny, like, oh, he's evil. And they were like, <gasps> that was kill like, him. I mean, yeah, that was a, a huge fucking ass pull. But, you well, know. Yeah. Whatever. I think, you know... Oh, Christ. I think sometimes an ass pull is fine in media, you know? Yeah. I not look I didn't walk in, into this looking for, you know, fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> I like I walked in being like, this is gonna be funny as hell. Yeah. There's no way this is going to be good. Yeah. Um because you can always tell by a trailer for a movie that you're like, this movie looks like it's gonna be good, or if you see a trailer, you're like, this is gonna look like shit. Yeah. There's a couple of movies that I, I've seen trailers for recently, and even at the theater, where I was like, this looks like fucking trash. Yeah. Was that new Aquaman thing? Yeah. That looked like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, can anything. tell by the trailer this movie's going to be dog. Anything DC has been making this kind of shit I, lately. I, I, uh, but uh, point being, go if you like Five Nights at Freddy's or like have... A couple of boys want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, not that I'm like a huge Five Nights at Freddy's fan, but like, there's a little alliteration there. Five Nights at Freddy's fan, yeah. Not that I'm a huge fan of the, the series, but like, I do, I I mean, I do keep up with it on occasion. I don't play the games really, but I'll yeah. watch a, I'll watch a lore video occasionally, you know? Yeah. Um. Also, I recommend seeing it in the theater because it was obviously interesting energy, but also if you don't want to, it's on Peacock already. Yeah. Just uh, get a watch trial it. there. Watch it. There. It's a it's a good experience. Um, go with a friend or a few. Um, have yeah. some drinks or whatever, yeah. and uh, some popcorn. Not if you're not if you're not old enough to see the movie. Twenty one plus. Have have some drinks, and uh, go see the movie. Twenty and under. Have some apple juice. Yeah. Have some a sippy cup. I don't know. Have some chocolate milk. Yeah. Drink of a comically large soda pop. Yeah, there you go. That's what I did in the theater. I didn't. I didn't get any popcorn. I just fucked up a. I know. I was surprised. Large, I was like, "What's a comically large?" Uh, well, the last two experiences I've had at the theater with popcorn have been dog shit. Yeah, the Mario movie. And like the Mario movie. The Mario movie. The popcorn was shit. Oppenheimer. The popcorn was shit. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck popcorn. <laughs> fool me once. Fool me twice. Yeah, yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know, you can't get fooled again. George Bush, George W. Bush said that. You're not going to fool me again. He said, you're not going to, you can't, or, or you say, you can't get fooled again. Yeah. Um, which I was fooled twice, so I can get fooled again, actually. So yeah, you're no George W. Take Bush. Take that, George W. Bush. You know? Take that. What did you, what did you ever do in your life? Were you the, the president? You could do that on a fucking weekend. I could be the president tomorrow if I wanted to. I'd be like, Hi, I'm the president. It's now illegal uh, to be stupid idiot named Jordan. Thank God I'm in the clear on that one. I'm just named Jordan. It's now illegal to be named Jordan. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, it's with an E, I swear. 
we're sending uh, we're sending masked agents to kill you specifically. Yes, sir. Honestly, at this rate, fucking just go for it. Snipe me. <laughs> just take me out at this point. <laughs> Fuck do I care? Oh man. Um You done? Yeah, I think so. I gotta I gotta mention one last thing, but this probably will just be cut because I gotta ask you a question. Alright. You done? Yeah, let's uh Let's wrap up here. Yep. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and the RSS feed all linked below. YouTube and Spotify both have video platforms where you can kind of pop in and see our beautiful faces. Um, and as always, you can contact us via email, synapsusfire at pm.me. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, and death threats. And Instagram, TikTok, post shorts there. There'll be a short for this episode. Maybe that's how you found this episode. And uh, yeah, be sure to check us out there. Reach out to us there. Try to be a little more coherent on the intro and outro, because, like, you know, it was funny for the first hundred episodes to be completely incomprehensible on the intro and outro, but, you know, trying to be a little more coherent with it. I see. Like, these are the platforms, not... <clears throat> this show is nothing if not coherent. Yeah, so, you know, at least now I'm understandable. Um, yeah, sure. So, all right, bye. We'll be back, maybe. I don't know. I could die. Yeah, if Jordan dies, this show ends. Not because yeah. I'll be sad or anything, just because I'll have no one to edit it. No, no. If anything, Chris would rejoice, but yeah, he just... I yeah, I would, I would be at Jordan's funeral laughing at him. Yeah. I'd be laughing at him, pissing on his, on his fucking body. I would take a, I would take a selfie with... <laughs> I'd take a selfie with his corpse in the casket holding my balls. <laughs> I'll push over his casket oh, as he's man. getting lowered in his grave. This his whole it. family is like, his whole family is like, what the fuck are you, why did we allow you in here? <laughs> It'd be really funny watching that. And then Oscar's just there with you like, yeah, fuck you, boy. <laughs> Oscar's helping me push the casket over. He's pointing at your balls in my hand. He's like, <laughs> and then it's his, it's his deflated nutsack in your hand, too. It's like I'm holding a satchel. <laughs> it's like, this because you neutered me, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, we're, at, we're fucking done here. This show is nothing if not comprehensible.